All right, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum, guys. Welcome to the Umarpreneur Live podcast, where every single week I bring high-level Muslim entrepreneurs on this podcast so we can talk about business, lifestyle, mindset, entrepreneurship, and everything in between. And today I have with me a very special guest that I know I always say this every episode, but the truth is I bring special guests for you guys. All right, this is why I do what I do. I make sure I bring the best of the best. And today I have the best of the best. This is Sister Ann Jenna, and she is the founder of Elios Leadership Coaching. She's a holistic success and leadership coach for everyday leaders and extraordinary souls. And I had the pleasure of hosting a clubhouse room with her recently. We spoke about leadership in the Muslim Ummah and a few other topics. And after this discussion, I just absolutely felt that I needed to bring her on the podcast so that we could bring that discussion here and I could share with you guys some of the insights that she shared so beautifully uh, during our discussion, inshallah. So hopefully we'll do that today. Assalamu alaikum, and it's such a pleasure to have you. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. It's the pleasure is all mine. <laughs> I'm honored, and I'm so excited for us to dive into our topic today because we're going to talk about leadership. We're going to talk about success habits. We're going to talk about what it takes to be a good leader, and I think that's a re very relevant topic in today's you know environment, especially as entrepreneurs and business owners. Leadership is a core you know, it's, it's a core element of everything that we do. So I want to rewind a little bit before we talk about that discussion and dive into it. I want to know with you and what is, what is the journey that inspired you to become an entrepreneur? The journey, well, subhanAllah, I guess a combination of early childhood trauma and, and Captain Picard of the enterprise. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, subhanAllah. Um, actually, a big part of, of my early life journey was really overcoming some things that happened uh, during childhood. I always had this, this need and this desire to heal and to grow into a better version of myself and, you know, a stronger one, a more confident and, and centered one. And I was also very addicted to uh, Star Trek The Next Generation. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. And I, I feel, uh, I, for me, uh, Captain Picard, he was just like this ideal type of leader almost. I mean, I wasn't Muslim at this time, so obviously the, the spiritual component was missing. But in terms of character and, um, you know, how he would just lead his team right his his crew and um subhanallah when i i mean my background is uh, in psychology and counseling but when i had my kids or, or started having my kids i decided uh, to stay home with them because i didn't want to repeat the same mistake that my parents did i felt so um i really dove into you know being a leader you know, at home, giving them what what they need and continuing my journey of personal development and healing. And then I also did a Montessori training, which I felt really added to that whole experience. And, you know, you might know, like in Montessori, the the teachers are not called teachers, they are called guides, right? Which is, again, this, this uh, idea of, you know, not imposing anything, but to guide, to lead. And at some point I just realized 
I've been given so much uh, by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, in terms of, of healing and uh, insights. And I would even say, you know, a bit of wisdom. And I just felt I am meant to share that. It wasn't just for me. Other people need that as well. And enterprise, actually, when you think of, you know, where the word entrepreneur comes from, I mean, enterprise is just an endeavor or an undertaking or a project that involves effort, right? In the mm -hmm. original sense of the word, it doesn't even include, you know, making money with it. So my original, original um, motivation really was this kind of enterprise, just sharing it. And then I also realized, you know, there's a way to also make money with it, right? There's no reason to not combine the two. But I, I believe my main motivation until now is really, you know, doing what I feel Allah wants me to do in this world. MashaAllah. Well, that's, that's a really beautiful way of putting it, to be honest. And to really bring everything back to what you said, which is that the main focus was, was never really about, you know, the, the revenue and the income, but instead was about how you could bring something that you felt you were good at and that you felt you could bring to the world and share it with others. And I think that's always the best angle, the best approach when it comes to starting a business, especially at first, because focus is just on the income and it gets hard and it gets challenging. Sometimes people give up because they're like, well, I'm not seeing the revenue that I want to see. But when the focus is beyond that and it's more focused on impact, then you are motivated. You are more likely to pursue when the going gets tough because your ultimate goal is not just the revenue. It's the effect that you'll have on others. So that's beautiful that you shared that. And I really appreciate it. And I want to ask you specifically, why did you choose to focus, you know, specifically on leadership and success coaching? Because you could have went in many different directions. What is it about leadership, about success coaching that made you gravitate towards that and, and feel like this is really what you want to be focusing on? I would say I, I really remember as a child looking at the world and thinking there is too much wrong with it more than needs to be so I, I i feel i've always had this this sense that of course people make mistakes and and we mess up and it's never going to be perfect but it doesn't have to be like that and i felt um that if we had better leaders, stronger leaders, you know, leaders who are really coming from a place where they want to truly want to be good leaders in, in all, mm. in all the ways, right? If they are not just focused on, on power or money or, or whatever, but simply because they want to be great individuals and do good in the world. If we had more of those, the world wouldn't be in the state that it is in now. So that was one of the reasons why I was always passionate about leadership. And then of course, Captain Picard, right? As an example, <laughs> Alhamdulillah. And That's I, an interesting you know, an interesting point. Yeah, please continue. I was just saying that I'm, I'm loving what you're saying so far. Please continue. Yeah, I, and of course, uh, just to make that clear, you know, when I became Muslim, uh, Captain Fikar ideal was obviously replaced by the Prophet. And, <laughs> you know, there's this, 
there's this beautiful hadith um, of the Prophet where he states that everybody is a shepherd with a flock. And I've always interpreted it in the way that everybody is a leader by nature, like intrinsically, Allah created us to that. We are already that. It's part of our fitra. And what uh, what I started to find sad was that, first of all, the, the term leader is oftentimes just applied to, you know, leaders in, in organizations or politics or whatever. And right. most people, they don't look at a mother as being a leader or as mm-hmm. somebody, you know, who does great work in the community, you know, on a voluntary basis or whatever. But thinking about this hadith, this hadith, I was thinking, you know, they are all leaders. And if we just changed our wording and our thinking, because our words create our world, right? The concepts we have in our mind, that's how we see the world. And that's how we see ourselves. And for me, it was a big step. It really made a huge difference starting to see myself and internally call myself and look at myself with the term leader because i mean it was bold it felt bold right who am i to call myself a leader right uh, but it changed uh, really the the dynamic the inner dynamic so to speak because for me leadership is about uh power and responsibility so the balance between the two and the two come together right when you step into that responsibility and you say i am a leader that means i have responsibility towards others and towards myself so i can serve others with that comes power like you feel empowered when you take on that responsibility when you accept i am fully responsible for my own life and my realm of influence right so it was powerful for me and i i realized if more people could see themselves as such, and if those who already see themselves as leaders realize that it's a lot about responsibility more than it is about power, like we learned from, you know, the the early, um, you know, Khalifas, uh, they they didn't even want that power, right? They want they saw mostly the responsibility. So. I found those very uh, powerful insights and and think ways to look at leadership. And then again, the the personal growth aspect. So success, what is it? Like, how are you successful as a leader or as a person or as a Muslim or wherever you are? And we have to do that inner work to live up to that responsibility. Because if we don't, we won't be the leaders that Allah wants us to be and this world needs. And that's why the two things together. So the leadership and the holistic success. So the all round, uh, what does success really mean on these different areas of life? That's really beautiful that you say that. And when listening to you, it just makes me think, you know, just like you said, wow, if, if leaders actually approached and the current world leaders today actually approach leadership from that perspective, we'd be living in a much different environment than we do right now, right? As you mentioned. And it's interesting because I really completely agree with this concept that you shared of every person is a leader in their own way, whether you're a leader of your family or a leader in your home, a leader in your community, 
right? There's, there's different forms of leadership. It's not just about power. It's not just about position. And I really appreciate that. And it's interesting because, and, and, and I, I don't want to go too much off topic, but I want your perspective on this because it's just something that I want to ask based on this conversation because we see right now that the people in power, the people that are that are in leadership positions usually tend to be people who don't really have this approach, people who are more interested in, in the benefits that leadership brings, right? And so why is that, in your opinion? Why do you believe that there's this phenomenon where we're not seeing enough leaders, leaders that are focused on servitude versus leaders that are, that are more interested in the power that it brings? Because of the right? The net, it's designed to, to want um, control, uh, power, uh, you know, it wants itself to rule. And um, and that is, I mean, Allah created us with this nefs. So there's there's a purpose for having that nefs. But mm. the the goal of life, you know, what life is truly all about, the, the journey until you know the very end is always to manage the nefs uh, in a way, you know, showing it its place. And this is really, you know, above everything else, uh, what I believe Allah wants from us. It doesn't matter, you know, what other successes or um, achievements, whatever we accomplish in life, what what we build, we have to show for how much money we make or whatever, even how much we change the world. Because what really matters in the end, because everything that we create in this world, it's, it's going to be gone, right? But what is not going to be gone, what we meet Allah with on the day of judgment is ourself you know, our nefs, our heart, this is going to Allah. And mm. if that changed, if that transformed, if if we managed to purify that, you know, to a certain extent through this journey, that that's true success. And to me, everything we do in life is towards that end. So oftentimes people, they do, you know, personal development because... Uh, they realize they need to change something about themselves to be able to achieve uh, to achieve certain goals. For mm -hmm. me, it's the other way around. The reason why we, you know, have this tendency, this need, or this want, this desire to achieve certain goals in this world is because Allah knows to achieve them, we need to transform ourselves. So really what we regard as the goal is actually just the means and the goal is really the, the growth and the transformation. Mm -hmm. I, I really love that. That's beautiful. Mashallah. Thank you for sharing. It's, it's interesting because really as an entrepreneur as well, you know, we, this, this is emulated as well in, in the sense that growing a business, starting growing a business, a lot of times we are focused on that goal, but essentially what's more beautiful is the person that you become along the way. Right, because you have to learn different skills and you have to put yourself in such uncomfortable positions and in situations that you otherwise would never have encountered. I want to ask you, when you work with clients, when a client comes to you and says, I'm looking to be a better leader, I, I want you to help me. You know, you're a leadership coach. You help leaders, you know, be better and, and really strive towards success. And we'll talk about even what success means and how we define it. But I want to ask you, what is it that you specifically work with, with your clients? What is it that you're trying to achieve together? If someone comes to you, what is the problem that they're looking to fix? Or maybe what is the goal that they're trying to reach? 
Well, everybody has different goals, right? Because um, we, I mean, we set goals and then we work towards achieving them. And, and once we achieve them, we set new goals, right? That's how we are, right? Especially, you know, high achievers, they uh, always have goals and depending on where they are at, uh, you know, that doesn't really matter what the exact goal is. What I work um, with clients on is, first of all, going deep and really examining where do these goals actually come from? Because the way we set goals um, might or might not be aligned with what we're really here for in this world. You know, what our, what Allah really wants from us, what our, our soul tells us, what our intuition tells us where we're meant to go. We get so much, um, messaging from everywhere from uh, you know starting with our parents and teachers and society and marketing and uh, you know all kinds of stuff uh, you know so so that's the the key is you cannot really truly be successful on your terms if you're not clear and you know brutally honest with yourself about where those goals are actually coming from and are really aligned with you and and when we and, and we look actually at different uh, areas. So I've identified like these ten areas um, with the basis of, and I I use them. You know, I look at them in terms of relationships because relationships. That's really all what uh, leadership is. It's all about relationships, and what life as a human is really all about. So relationship to Allah as, as the basis. And then the, the pillars, I call them pillars, right? The relationship to the self. So that the emotional, the mental and the nafs, the relationship to our physical body, our relationship to our spouse, our relationship to our children and uh, then our you know relatives, friends, community. Mm-hmm. And then also our relationship to money and our work and uh, our physical environment. So we look at these areas and look at, you know, what kind of relationship do I have there? Because we know sometimes relationships can be really uh, healthy and and fruitful, you know, beneficial and, and productive. And sometimes they can be off and they can be unhealthy, right? So looking at those different areas in our life uh, in terms of relationships helps because we can, we know what good relationships should look like. And then after we take this bird's eye view, actually it's not a bird's eye view, like we go deep in each one of them, right? Then we can determine, okay, which of these relationships do I really wanna strengthen? Which of these relationships do I not really want to strengthen, but I realize I need to because each area affects the others. Like if one area is really weak, it does already or it will in the future really affect uh, the others and the overall success, right? So no matter in which of these areas we set goals, um, for me, when I work with my clients and those are the kind of clients, you know, I want to work with they want it all they want to have an overall you know holistic approach to life and to success and to who they are and to personal growth 
they want to be the best version of themselves uh, in, in everything. And not everything at once, and it's not about being perfect, but understanding that life is an ongoing journey of growth in all these areas, and that it is in the end of in the end of the day, it's for the pleasure of Allah. It's not really about what we want, but the nafs wants. It's really tuning into, you know, what does Allah want from us? That's beautifully shared, mashallah. And I love how you tied it into relationships as well, because I think that's a really important aspect of it. And I want to ask you, because success is a word that's thrown around a lot, right? Success, and in my opinion, success is relative, right? Depending on the person and what their specific goals are. I want to ask you, how do you define success? Aligning yourself with what Allah wants from you. And that's mm -hmm. very unique. I mean, he has uh, for us uh, some guidelines that apply to everybody, right? He wants all of us to to pray and to give zakah and to do hajj if you can and, and so on and so forth and to fast. And we know that, right? But Allah created each one of us so unique and so beautiful as a soul first, right? Without a body. And then he put that soul in a body. And now that soul, which is, you know, in my uh, worldview, uh, the leader of the whole self. So the, the soul leads the body, leads the, actually the, in, uh, I also use the model of the integrative health, where there are the four bodies, right? The, the physical body, the emotional body, the mental body, and the spiritual body. And basically the soul is, is the, you know, the leader, the, the spiritual leader of these other three bodies. And no, I forgot what you were asking. <laughs> so how do you define success, right? How I do, yes. So, um, so success is when that soul manages to the best of its ability to lead the self and to align itself with what Allah wants it to do in this world with the body and with the with the it, all its capabilities. That's beautifully said. I love that. So success. Can you repeat that? Because I this is like a quote that I that, that I'm going to have to share because I, I love it. So success is, and it's okay if you can't. Success is essentially the the your ability as a as the soul, as the leader, to to lead your other bodies. You mentioned the emotional, the the the, the physical. We talked about. You mentioned uh, there's the spiritual, and and then there's what is the fourth one? The mental. The mental. So to lead all of these, right, which com compromises who we are towards what Allah Subhanahu wa Taala wants from you so cl clarify that for me a little bit how can someone find that because that hearing that it might be like okay how do i find that out is there a way that i can get closer to that answer right of, of what specifically maybe allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants from me or has blessed me with that i could potentially leverage that i could use to impact the world in my own way yeah really aligning ourselves with that and and I mean, this this is part of this inner work, right? You need to really make the time 
to to reflect on that and to really tune in. I always feel, you know, the soul is, is somewhere here in our center, right? Close to the heart, close to, you know, where we breathe in the air, you know, the center of the body, kind of maybe where the diaphragm is, right? So dropping out of the head where we mostly are and right. into the body, into our center, close to our heart. And, and from that place that you know, from the place of the soul. And that's also the place of, you know, intuition. And, you know, we say the gut feeling, right? It's all coming from there. So really getting a good connection to that, to ourself, because that's the true self, right? Mm -hmm. And from that place, asking Allah, you know, you're my master, I'm your slave, just tell me what you want, and I'll do it. I'll do whatever I can, just tell me, you know, I'm... I'm just your instrument, right? And I always love to to um, bring up that example of the Prophet Muhammad when he went to the cave of Hira. He went to the cave of Hira and he just did something like that. He must have done something like that, right? He would just sit there calmly, quietly, and, and there was no Salah, there was no Quran to recite, you know, in the beginning at least. It just reflection, meditation, you know, centering, aligning, just feeling, you know, Allah and, and his beautiful creation, you know, in nature, all of that. So I think we need more of that. And I feel, and especially, you know, working with high achievers, I mean, they don't do enough of that, <laughs> right? But it takes you to the next level. Like you can only go so far by a repeating the same things or the same strategies or the same way of doing things um you know at some point if you want more and if you want more uh depth and if you want to elevate really yourself and and what you're doing and your consciousness you need to start doing some different things and this stopping and not doing anything basically and just reflecting it's it's super powerful and and that's I feel one of the reasons why Allah put me in this place because um, that's something most of the you know high achieving clients uh, need. Hundred uh, percent. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. I uh, there's this quote by um, uh, someone that I follow, Earl Nightingale. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. Uh, he's he, he's 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 a bit of an um, well, he's a bit old school, so he's not really one of those modern gurus. So you might not be familiar with him, but um, he has a he has a book that's really interesting, and he, he talks about the law of attraction, and all these concepts. And for him, he defines success in a way that I really like as well, and I think complements what you're saying here because what you're saying is essentially that success really is defined by your capabilities and and what you specifically what the role that you have to play in in this world right and and i love that you also brought this back to meditation and to reflection because we were just talking today on a coaching call myself and my students and i was talking about the habits the success the habits that have allowed me at least to to really you know get to a place and and inshallah to continue but to get to a place where you know i'm able to achieve certain goals and i'm able to do certain things and part of these was meditation he defines success as i want to share that with you it's he says, success is nothing more than the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. So the progressive realization of a worthy ideal, meaning progressively realizing an ideal that is worthy to you. 
right? Any person with a goal towards which they are working is a, is a successful person. It doesn't mean reaching the goal. Success is when you're just being on that path, right? The progressive realization of it. And that's, I, I love his definition of that because it's not about the end goal. It's about now that you've found what it is that resonates with you, what it is, you know, the role that you have to play, as long as you pursue it, that is success in itself. Um, so, so I love that. It's a beautiful way to define it. I want to ask you, uh, give, give, get a few little more tips from you because mashallah, you're dropping so much, you know, value and so many insights that we can benefit from. What are some success habits that we should be implementing for a more purposeful life? We talked about meditation and I completely agree that I think it's so important. Is there anything else that you would recommend for someone that is looking to, you know, get to that place where they are more in tune with their calling and they're able to be more productive. They're able to be a better leader to attain success in, in what we're just talking about a little bit faster. Well, having good habits, that's a great success habit, right? <laughs> habits is really, I mean, everything. Um, it shapes uh, it shapes your day it shapes your week your month your whole life right if you implement habits that are aligned with goals that are based on you know going deep and, and figuring out what are you here for then subhanallah implementing those habits on a daily basis uh, is one of the best things you can do because little by little you know just like the there's this uh, other great hadith you know about um the, oh my i'm always so bad in quoting these but you know allah loves the things that are done regularly even if they are little and then we know that part of the hadith but there's actually the second part um where it's you know allah doesn't want you to burden yourself more than with what you can uh, do right loosely translated so so really small habits done on a daily basis that are aligned with what you believe you're truly meant to do. And mm. that could change. And with that comes another great habit, um, you know, daily reflection, nightly reflection, looking back at the day, um, you know, how did it go? And without judgment, please, 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 without judgment or blaming. Mm. That's another, this is actually a very, uh, you know, there are ha successful habits to add, and then there are habits to to eliminate that will make you more successful. So right. the habit of judging yourself and blaming yourself, if you eliminate that, that's a great um, way to be more successful because that uh, judgment and blame, it's just such a negative energy. It prevents you from being more successful and productive and all of that right so but at the end of the day looking back how did it go and simply reflecting you know was i aligned with um what i really wanted to uh, who i really wanted to be and what i wanted to achieve and then mm -hmm. a continuous feedback loop basically on doing and reflecting and adjusting and doing and reflecting and adjusting because life we know the only constant in life is change right yeah. It's never going to be static. It's not meant to be. So we continuously need to pivot. We need to um, adjust and and uh, realign ourselves with mm. with what br Allah brings to our lives every single day. And you know, small things might change or big things. We might one day, you know, do some reflecting and realize, you know, what I've been doing for the last twenty years. 
it, it's time to do something different. It's time to totally switch whatever, uh, you know, jobs or, or niches or, or, you know, do something completely different. So, and that's okay. I love that. Well, thank you for sharing it. I want to ask you because, and I know the people listening are going to be like, well, at least give me a few, give me a few habits. Come on. So I want to can you give us, can you, can you give us, can you give us three to five, give us just a few that people can implement that are pretty much universal because meditation is universal, right? No matter what you're pursuing, I mean, it's going to benefit, right? Um, is there anything else that you believe is just universally good for you as a human being to try to implement? Yeah, uh, journaling is great. It's not for everybody. Um, mm -hmm. It's just another way of reflecting. You can just reflect by meditating and not writing anything down, or you can reflect and write things down. But for many, journaling is really great. Um, honestly, eating healthy, I, I can't stress it enough. Again, my uh, approach is holistic, like just, you know, go going back to a more natural way of living, you know, with all without all that sugar and, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, all these processed foods and, and what have you. Stop listening to, to the marketers of the food industry. You know, their concern is not your health. Their concern is their <laughs> profit, right? Um, and I mean, things like, you know, I do, uh, you know, a little bit of yoga in the morning, right? To just stretch the body and, and all of that. Um, yeah looking at success again holistically and looking at those different areas you know i mentioned them looking what habits what where's what's one thing that i can implement in one of these areas that will improve that area of my life a little bit each day right mm -hmm. looking at the relationships you know one thing i can do you know uh, for my husband each day for example or my my wife, right? Uh, yeah. One thing I can do with my children each day that will help them and that will improve that relationship and how I'm showing up, you know, as a leader in that relationship. Um, one thing I can do, you know, in my physical environment, right? Something that will align uh, my, where I am physically, how I live more with what Allah truly wants for me. Yeah. Um, so these kind of things, it's really, it depends. The key is to find habits that really work for you. It's something right. that you can do, something that you're motivated to do, something that will make a difference in your life. And everybody is uh, at a different place, right? So, yeah. So looking at those and, and finding your own habits, I would say, is, is really important. And I like that. Better. I like that. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry, uh, making make, making that consistent. Is, it was is, is that what you're going to say? Yes. Okay, I love it. So I want to relist them. Just some quick summary. So we talked about you. You mentioned meditation, of course, that we talked about earlier. You mentioned about eating right, and I think that's a big one, right? Because if you're eating sugar all day, processed foods all day, you're overeating on biryani at lunchtime. You're not going to be able to focus at your work, right? You're not going to be able to have a, a clear mind. Uh, when it comes to actually working on tasks, you mentioned yoga in the morning, and that could be any form of exercise, really. And I think that's universal, every single person. And again, I was just, we were just talking about it this morning with my students in our program and talking about how exercise is so important. And I, and I, I was telling people, even if you're not, you know, you don't have the energy to lift weights or, or, or go to the gym, just go and take a walk in the mornings, right? Just go and take a quick walk, 
and do it in a way where you're also focusing on your breathing, right? Making sure that you're really consciously breathing and that makes a big difference, right? Among the things that you mentioned. So I really love that you mentioned a few things here. And I definitely think that if we can implement these in our lives, then it's going to help us be better, no matter what we are doing, no matter what goal we're pursuing, inshallah. Now, I want to ask you, but we're going to dive into Q&A soon. And for those of, those of us that are watching live, if you guys have any questions for Sister Anne about success, leadership, coaching, or anything in between, and drop it in the comments, inshallah, and we'll, and we'll get to it uh, in the Q&A portion of this episode. But I want to ask you, for those who are listening, how can we be better leaders in our families, in our communities? Because we talked about leadership and we know that it can also it also takes place in the home, right? It's not just about business and uh, politics and you know government. So how can we be better leaders in our families and communities? What is it that we should look out for? I know that we already shared so much, but is there anything specifically for that topic that we can maybe touch upon? Other than what we've already said, um, and we've mentioned it, but I believe because we are created as leaders, as part of our fitra, and yeah. because being human and being a leader, it's all about relationships. And relationships actually, you know, they come from a very deep place. They are part of our nature. So connecting to our intuition and not being so much in our head, not thinking, thinking is good, it's good, but actually our, you know, inner wisdom, I mean, it's so much more vast. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. it's compared to, you know, you're standing, you know, on a little square, you know, that's, that's covering your feet, you know, that's basically your, your logical mind, your, your consciousness, uh, conscious mind. And compared to that, few blocks in each direction that's how vast your unconscious mind is right your your inner wisdom you know every everything you're getting from allah is is uh, guidance you know straight to your heart so this kind of inner knowing this intuition that's really what makes the biggest difference when it comes to parenting for example right we know when we're really in touch with our intuition we're better mothers fathers and all of that and we're better at everything at any kind of relationship at every, any kind of where we lead um, yeah. so even when we're leading in business or in organizations or in politics the more we're in touch with our intuition the more we we foster really that channel the less we have to worry about oh what leadership skills do i need or um, what is the right thing to do here? And, and, you know, because we have most of it, we have it already. And then we can always learn a few more things here and there, uh, read some books or attend some trainings or whatever. But then again, we have to bring it back to the intuition because we still have to know from deep within if what we just learned really applies to us is really right for us, or if it just, you know, works for others, but maybe not for us. Well, thank you for sharing that. And I like that you answered it really from a more holistic perspective where every person can 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 have a takeaway instead of just having a list of here's what you need to do. And I completely agree with that. 
We have a question that we ask every single guest before we dive into Q&A, um, inshallah. So we're going to go ahead and do that uh, for yourself. Let's see if we can get your perspective on it. And the question is, if you could meet younger Anne, who wasn't an entrepreneur yet, she's not yet a leadership coach, and you could tell her, you could tell her one thing that she could hold on to as she went through her journey of entrepreneurship, what would that one thing be? Focus on the original motivation. Um, I was actually very, I was, I lost my way uh, for a little bit um, thinking I need to make money with this. I need to make this sustainable, this business and whatever. And it, it cost me a lot of money because I invested like a lot in like sales coaching and, and what, all kinds of trainings and whatever, but it didn't bring me any closer to what I really wanted to do. And now I'm really grateful for that because Allah was always showing me he was like insisting, that's what I feel, he was insisting that I would see that he is the one taking care of me and that if I just do what he wants me to do, if I just share his gift that he's been giving me the world, I don't need to worry about money. I don't need to worry about income. I don't need to worry about where his risk is going to come from. I'm not creating it. Uh, it's all from him. And, and that is really something that I hope, you know, entrepreneurs all around uh, could embrace because it is Allah. It is Allah where everything comes from and, and we shouldn't let our, our need or our worry, our fear of being poor, we know that's, that's from shaitan, right? Hold us back or, or let us guide us in, in sharing this beautiful gift that we have been given. That's beautiful, mashallah. Thank you so much for sharing that, honestly. And I really like that because, you know, focus is such a huge thing for entrepreneurs. I feel like every time we start a journey and we want to start or grow a business, we get so distracted with so much, as you mentioned, right? There's there is no shortage of, of marketing and noise that's happening out there, targeted towards business owners, shiny objects all over the place, right? Um, and it's important to always, with every decision and every new endeavor that we're going to take, to remind ourselves what is, what is the primary mission here and really focus on the essentials that are going to get us there. So I like that. I love the answer that you shared, and I think it's something that everyone can benefit from. So just like Allah khair, because throughout this episode, honestly, this has been one of my favorites you've really allowed us to kind of step, step back a little bit as entrepreneurs, business owners, Muslims who are listening to this and ground ourselves back into what actually matters, into you know the concepts, the methodologies that really focus on what you should be you know, taking into account, what you should be mindful of as you go through your journey of entrepreneurship, right? Because as we mentioned, it's not just a strategy, it's not just sales tactics even those even though those are important but it's about what is your soul's purpose are you aligned with that and are you are you focused on that mission and is that mission more than just targeted towards income or revenue and so much more so many more aspects that we dove into so we have a few questions inshallah that are coming in i can already see here some in the comments so i love that thank you guys for sending in a few we'll we'll see if we can dive into a few so so we have one here, which is interesting, which is interesting. I like that. How much, so how important is it? This is from one of our viewers from Iqra. How important is it for a leader to listen and give importance to different views and ideas? 
So to consider different views and ideas, to listen to others. How important is that? I love that question, by the way. Thank you. I would say, actually, <laughs> there's, a, there's a, a thing I also do that in my coaching where we look at the inner team first, right? Because we actually, we have different parts within us that say, tell us different things, right? Uh, you know, like the four bodies, but also, you know, sometimes we have a voice of fear and sometimes we have a voice of, of desire and a voice of purpose and, and they have different opinions, different departments that they have to, that they have responsibility for, so to speak, right? And if we internally bring them all to the table and, and listen to each one of them and after listening really well, then as that soul that is, you know, grounded in itself, make the decision that is best for the whole team, for the whole, you know, enterprise, which is the self, basically. Right. Yeah. It's super powerful because we are not ignoring anyone. We are not, um, um, you know, telling anybody off. We are not um, putting anyone down and we are um, utilizing the whole team. So in the outer world, we can apply this so much better if we practice it within ourselves, honestly, as within, so without. I love that uh, old ancient uh, saying. So when we have a team, you know, we hire them for, for a reason. Yeah, they have a purpose for being there. So if they have something to say, it's incredibly valuable, valuable to listen to them. And, but then we, as the leader, have the responsibility to make a decision after listening to everyone that is for the entire team or organization or whatever. And that's, again, this is the beautiful example of, of uh, Shura, right? We know that from our Prophet Sallam and, and from the Khalifas. Mashallah, they, they listened to each other. They advised each other. But then mm. the leader in the end has to make the decision. And that decision might be wrong. Yeah, yeah we, there's no guarantee that we always make the perfect decision. But the power is in making a decision and making it to the best of our ability for the purpose of pleasing Allah, you know, that that's the key. And then even if it was wrong, or who knows if it's wrong or not, only Allah knows, right? Allah will reward us and he will guide us to what to do next after making this decision if we've mm -hmm. made it for his pleasure, you know? He will not mm -hmm. leave us alone. He'll not say, he's not like a parent who says, you know, deal with your stuff yourself or whatever, right? <laughs> no, he's yeah. always there. If we make uh, decisions like that uh, for his pleasure, he mm. will continue supporting us through all the next steps. SubhanAllah. SubhanAllah. I, I love how you, every single answer that you share, you bring it back to, you know, SubhanAllah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and, 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 his qualities and his attributes. And I love that you brought this, this, the answer to this question back to really essentially what it boils down to is also being mindful, being conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala being, you know, everywhere at all times, essentially, right? Being with us at all times, no matter where we are, no matter what time it is, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is always with us in every place, in every way, in every time. And so to really bring that consciousness forward and to apply it to our lives, what you're doing is you're shining light on how we can apply that principle that we learn into our lives. And it's, and it's, and it's so beautiful the way, the, the way that you share that. So just like a lot for that. I think that's really why I like to 
have this podcast. I, I love to have this podcast because there's so many podcasts on entrepreneurship and business, but they're you know made by non-Muslims and that's completely okay. But there's nothing really that also brings spirituality into the mix, especially for us Muslims. And so the goal here is to shine a light on entrepreneurs like yourself who are, who are doing amazing things and who their philosophies and the, their purpose and, and, and their thoughts are aligned with Islamic spirituality and, and take from that to actually drive success, right? And to drive their businesses forward, to drive them forward in their lives. And that is really what makes the biggest difference and why it's important to shed a light on entrepreneurs like yourself. And I, and I really appreciate you for that. And I appreciate you coming on and sharing all of these, you know, all, all this knowledge with us. Truly. We got one more question, if that's okay with you. <laughs> Let's do it. So we got one, and this one is here. And I like this one. This one is, uh, how do we convince a leader who can be a parent, family, or elder, so a leader in our, li in our lives, towards our our angle of life or our goals or our personal perspectives without them getting hurt or, or feeling like they are wrong. It's just that we have a different goal. So the summer, if I can summarize this and, and put, put it simply, how do we, for example, convince or work with maybe someone else that's in a leadership position that we need to make them understand or see our perspectives that we have different goals that maybe differ from, from that person. Is there anything that we can, we can give to, to, the, to this question? That's a deep one. It's a tricky one because <laughs> yeah. actually you can't convince anybody of anything, right? Mm. You cannot change people's mind or hearts. Mm. Only Allah can, or they can choose to do so themselves, you know, by the mercy of Allah. Right. But what will make all the difference, or actually something I would ask is, you know, how do you see yourself in that relationship, in that situation? What does it feel like? If you feel, and, and that's not a judgment or anything, I mean, I very much, uh, you know, feel like that sometimes, and I felt like that a lot more in the past. In those relationships where we feel, you know, somebody else has the power, basically, and I have very little to say, and, and they are making decisions that I, are not good for me i feel and it's not right for me but what can i do you know i'm just the child here or the, the employee or whatever it's really important to notice what it feels like and how we see ourselves there if we see or feel our as a victim in that situation this sense of helplessness of being overpowered you know that kind of energy it, it dominates us and mm -hmm. it dominates or not dominates, but it very much influences that relationship to that person. So really, and I know that is a big answer for what might be a simple question, right? I love it. What really only truly works, I feel, in, in those situations is starting with ourselves deep inside, noticing, you know, um, why are we feeling or showing up, you know, like this helpless victim in this situation and working on our stuff, right? I had to do so much, um, you know, inner work, healing, uh, trauma release. Um, actually, you know, there's a method that I developed for myself first that I'm now using with clients. 
you but you can't totally do it yourself you just need to tune in to those emotions those memories those you know those concepts those words and breathe through them let them let them allow allow them to to leave your body by connecting with them and breathing through them and you can use the the names of allah you know you can combine that with dua um you can read quran you know from that place there are so many ways to release those energies that make you feel like you know a victim Mm-hmm. until you get to the point and you will start feeling stronger and you will start seeing yourself different and you will get to the point inshallah where you say okay this person has the power and responsibility here in in this situation but that doesn't mean i'm a victim i'm also a leader and i also have responsibility i have responsibility for myself and i have the responsibility to speak up when there's something wrong and to speak up for my truth and what I believe is Allah's truth. And then, you know, with wisdom and being centered, step into what might be a bit of a confrontational, you know, conversation maybe, right? But addressing the things. And if you have cleared and healed and, you know, released those things from in you, your energy in that relationship or in that conversation will be very different and that really makes a difference in the other person then the other person will see you differently will have to respond to you differently and will feel this this power that you've stepped into when you have released the victimhood and stepped into the responsibility for yourself and for your life and they will have to shift because they cannot keep treating you or responding to you in the same way anymore it's not possible it's uh, you know uh, it, because it's a system so there's i don't know if you're familiar with the systemic approach you know in psychology and, and sociology you know if one element in a system changes the rest of the system has to adjust and that mm-hmm. is really you know that might even eliminate the the need for changing their opinion because they will just accept that your opinion is different and that you need to do the things the way you need to do them. And they will just say, okay, I don't agree, but you go ahead, right? SubhanAllah. SubhanAllah. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to answer that because I know there are some people who might feel that way. And I think that was a beautiful question. So thank you to uh, the sister on Facebook who, who brought it up, inshallah. Um, we, got, uh, we got room for one more quick cue. Okay, so we're gonna go ahead and, and, and take one one more from the comments. I asked, I wanna get your opinion on this. So I asked actually during the episode, we asked about what it takes to be a good leader. So in, their, in, in the opinion of the audience, what they believe makes up a good leader. We've got a few submissions here. I wanna, I wanna throw them your way, get your feedback on them because we've got a few beautiful ones here. So we got one here from the audience. Let me see if I can pull it up. Let me, let me see guys. There you go. As Muslims. So how can we be better leaders? One of the audience members said, as Muslims, we can do that by looking at history and looking at how our Prophet was leading and taking him as a role model. I think that's beautiful. Another one as well. Firstly, the mindset and the intentions. It should be related to their beliefs of the servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
everything they will they do will be counted at the day of resurrection and we should start from ourselves so these are just some of the answers that we received um so i want to know just to close this off uh this episode this beautiful episode we got a few submissions here from from the uh, the audience and i want you guys if you're watching this on youtube or facebook to comment as well with what you think we need to do to be better leaders but what's one final tip that we can give our audience one final takeaway something that you want to maybe share before we uh we close off inshallah just so that they can maybe keep in mind they can hold on to make a positive impact in their lives one final share <laughs> i can only repeat uh one of the things that i said do the inner work it, it's all about that it, there's no way around it you can only go uh anywhere according to who you are and who you are that is your responsibility and that is mm -hmm. the only thing where you have the ability to truly change it uh, i think that's the best way to summarize it 100 best way to summarize it and it really is something that i fully fully agree with even as a business coach and something that i always focus on with my students guys it's always i tell them listen you want to be successful be the person that attracts success and success will follow so it is all about the inner work guys it's not about the strategy although that is important focus on the inner first now i want to ask you Anne, for people who are listening to this and they want to connect with you sister they want to follow you they want to support you maybe they want to work with you and they resonated with this and they and they and they hear this and they're like i want to work with this the sister mashallah i want to get her help on on certain issues that i'm facing where's the best place that that they can go where should they go to follow you to work with you well, I don't do funnels. <laughs> I love it right now. <laughs> so if you would like to connect with me uh, right now, I am a huge fan of Clubhouse. So if you're on Clubhouse, find me there at Muslim Women. That's my username. Um, I'm on Facebook, but very little. Uh, but you can reach out uh, to me on Messenger. And I'm also on Telegram. And if you'd like to email me, um, it's anne.jeanette at gmail.com so a n n love it what's what's the can you repeat the uh the instagram sorry not the instagram the clubhouse handle i'm going to put us this all on the on the screen right now so muslim woman how do you how do you type that out muslim yeah just add muslim women one word so plural we're looking at the plural version the m w o m e n woman woman singular <laughs> yes muslim women that's right. What's showing up now is, is okay. Okay. Awesome guys. So Muslim woman in plural, not singular. So W O M E N. Well, uh, it's amazing that you got this handle, mashallah. That's awesome. I love it. The, so it's, <laughs> it's cool. You're probably one of the early adopters then. So guys, if you're on clubhouse for iPhone right now, hopefully there, there's an Android soon coming. There's an Android version coming soon that I know of. So uh, hang on tight if you're on Android, but go on clubhouse, type in Muslim women, Okay, at Muslim Women, like you see on the screen, M-U-S-L-I-M-W-O-M-E-N to follow Anne on there, inshallah. And if you're on Facebook, you're not on Clubhouse, but you're on Facebook, go and type in her name, Anne Janet, A-N-N-E-J-E-N-E-T-T, -E -E -T, inshallah, or AnneJanetGmail.com. We're going to make sure to drop all of these in the description or in the episode notes, whether you're on Spotify, YouTube, uh, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else, inshallah. So again, Jazakallah khair, sister, for coming on, for being with us in this episode and on this podcast and to be honest i learned so much and i always tell people the reason why i do this even though it takes up 
you know, a lot of time to prepare and get the guests on and all that it usually takes one day a week. So one full day a week, guys, I'm here, I'm preparing for the podcast. I'm making sure it all goes well. And the reason why I still do it is because I promise you guys that the person who benefits the most from this is actually myself by being here and by speaking to all these amazing people like Sister Anne, mashallah. So I want to thank you for that. I want to thank you for coming on, for sharing your knowledge with us today, your expertise, and for just, you know, being part of this episode and being part of this initiative with Omar Printer and helping us out in your own way. So Jazakallah khair. And thank you so much, Abby. It's been a pleasure being here and I've totally enjoyed it. Jazakallah khair. May Allah bless you for what you do here. Thank you so much. It's an honor to have you, sis. So guys, if you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or watching on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. And every single Tuesday, we'll release a new episode for you guys. And until then, see you next week. Assalamualaikum.